Nicole. Welcome to November. <laughs> Hi, Candace. It's so true. It is November. A new month. And it feels like a new month, too. It feels like there was this clean slate. And I feel like I haven't felt that in the past six months. I don't know if anyone else is experiencing that. But for some reason, when I saw November 1st, I was like, it's a new month. Wow. Yeah, I think there's obviously so much happening in this first week of November. By the time this episode comes out, the election will have had happened mm-hmm. <laughs> or hopefully they're still counting. We don't even know. So I think there are people are heightened of knowing that there is a closing of a cycle, regardless mm. of whatever it is, there's mm-hmm. going to be a closing of a cycle. And I, I've in my own personal life been closing some cycles this past week leading into November. So yeah, it does feel like a really nice, fresh slate. Maybe it doesn't feel so different than it was, but it does feel like there's more possibility and there's more, space for new. So I think it's actually a perfect time to be reviewing something and talking about a topic as we are today, which Mm -hmm. I'm really excited Mm -hmm. for. Because Nicole, this was this was one you suggested full force, wholeheartedly. Full force. Fully what is the word? Fully endorsed. Fully endorsed this topic. That's what I was gonna say. Absolutely full endorsement behind this topic. Not only am I feeling excited about talking about this topic, but I'm also feeling that it is truly so aligned in this. This topic came through me in this lightning bolt of inspiration this week. And it is totally just the cherry on top of this election, everything we're going through right now. Mm, Very much so. So let's just dive in because I know we have so much we, we want to talk through with this. So, Nicole, what will we? What word are we going to be redefining today? We are redefining truth. <laughs> we are redefining T, the T, the T, the whole and T, nothing but the T, nothing but the T. And the inspiration behind doing truth came through this week while I was doing my my moon worship and was just thinking about how truth has been one of the most reoccurring themes in 2020, whether it has been, what is the truth? So much information has been out there. And for me anyways, my personal experience of 2020 has just been this whole questioning of what is the truth and what is my truth and what is fact and fiction. And so this idea of what even is what the fuck is the truth what does that even mean let's let me dig into this so i started to dig into it on my own and that that was then oh we've got to do this on the podcast this has got to be a redefining so i'm pumped for this for this unfolding of this word and i feel before we even get into the definitions and the research that i found because we were doing a little role reversal Switch, it's Freaky Friday. (laughs) We're switching it up. Yeah, Nicole's going to be, she put her, I was going to say her her research spectacles on. I don't know why that came to my mind. Yeah. But Nicole's going to be leading us off with the definitions and really just a lot of the the research and from your experience. And I'll I'll be in the relaxation responding chair, which I'm excited for. Yeah, I feel before we even get into digging into it, let's start with what's our current experience of truth. So what do you feel like for you, Candice, is your current experience of what the truth is? 
Well, I can say one thing, which I'm sure we'll get into, but my truth is, is truly evolving every moment of every day. It is changing, it's shifting, it's growing and sometimes, I don't want to say shrinking, but simplifying in some ways, collapsing in some ways in a good way. And so truth for me, it used to be, you know, fact or fiction, true or false, Mm -hmm. very, of course, I come from a science background. So it's what can be proven, what has facts and figures to back it up. But now I know from so much other research and then specifically looking at my home country in America and seeing years and centuries of truths actually be shown the light and unfold and then seeing what we took as fact or figures as as false and or not even false, but what I'm trying to get at is that I've realized that It is better for me to trust and harness and get clear about my own truth and what is true to me and for me than to put energy time into things that might be true but also might be immoral and things that might be true for others but also are things that are harming others and and not taking truth as stagnant static things that can't be changed I think Mm. that's the biggest thing for me so yeah truth is already everywhere for me but I really feel my truth is what it, it, it has been what I can lean on what I can trust in myself what I can have faith for and that again is shifting and changing every day I realize it's not something that I think a lot of us want truth to be the never ending concrete And I think there are those types of truths, but there's much fewer of them than we think (laughs) that we want to get into that, whether or not there is. And I think that's why I want to start with that. What is the truth? Because I want all of our listeners to take a second and because you even did it and I was doing it myself when I was doing this research is you shifted into your truth away from the truth. And I invite our listeners to take a second to think about how would they define the truth? What is What does it mean for something to be true? And then take a second to think about what is your truth? And is there a difference between those? Do they deviate from one another? Are they the same type of, are they on the same path? And just take that, take a second to think about that because that was the process that I went through when I was thinking about this word. And where, why would it deviate from one another? And it, it really shouldn't. If we're using these words, right, truth should just mean one thing, but that's why we, that's why we do the redefining because in practice they do not. So let's get into the, the definitions. So I first looked up truth. What is truth? So it can be used as an adjective, an adverb, and a verb. An adjective, it is in accordance with fact or reality. And I am really interested in that word reality that we're going to get into. Yeah. That's a that's already a loaded one. Okay. Right. Mhm. And then in accordance with reality, what actually slash really happened? The case. Again. The case. The case. Okay. <laughs> I loved that. Okay. 
And then accurate or exact. So an example is it was a true depiction. Telling it is as it really happened, spot on. So right immediately it's that one got that one got me because i immediately was like well perception that's the whole thing is especially when truth is a perception which see that's where i was i'm glad that you took this because i know if i went to truth it was all going to go straight into neuroscience cognition what is perception what is reality oh i went there blue and red pill i went there and decided that that's a topic for another podcast because I did go there and we will go there eventually because perception is exactly where I went to. We're on on the way there. We're on our way there. And so let's keep in mind reality and we're gonna get into that in a second. And then I thought it was interesting too as an adverb, it says truly, which I'm like, no, that's not a definition. (laughs) Accurately or without variation without deviating and oh i was okay. variation from what exactly what without deviating from what, <laughs> what? sir mm-hmm. what ma'am mm-hmm. okay right okay and so then verb is where I, sparks went off and i was oh why this definition so it says bring into the exact shape alignment or position required so to explain that definition in a sentence, mm-hmm. it's the bench sander is ideal for truing up faces of timber. So they are using it in that way. Okay. But the fact that it says to bring into the exact shape, alignment, or pos- position required, I was alignment. Okay. Ding, 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 ding. We like that. <laughs> we love I, that. Still, I'm going to ask required for what? For but I what? Think that's the practice. That's mm-hmm. the practice. It's required for what it needs to be. Okay, exactly. we're getting the- okay. Okay. All right. So, all of these definitions had one very common thing, and it is that the definition of truth is actually all relative. Reality is what we were talking about is mm-hmm. relative to your perception. Right. And then it talks about without variation and without deviating. So variation from what exactly? It's again, relative to what you are comparing it to. And then again, bringing it into alignment that is, or position that is required. Again, what's required is relative based on what is needed in that exact moment. I love that even through the definitions, just looking at a few, you're already, oh, so this is the most abstract definition of truth, which we hold what, which has this idea of being stagnant and trusted and, and tried and true, you know, it's, mm-hmm. it's the thing that we hold on to, yet it's at the core, at its definition, it is subjective. Yeah. I feel like this connection is that. The truth is essentially marketed to us as this black and white thing. It's yes or no, Mm -hmm. fact or fiction. And the definition of truth itself speaks to being relative to... gray. So many shades of gray. Speaks to it being relative to your experience. So immediately my brain was like, okay, let's go to reality. What what is reality? (laughs) (laughs) Redefining reality. That's that's the whole podcast, honestly. (laughs) Exactly. That's 2020, truly. That's the theme of 2020 is redefining reality. Well, see, and welcome to my whole train of thought on this, where I was like, okay, we've got to, we got to bring in truth. And in order to bring in truth, we got to bring in reality. (laughs) And so 
I looked up reality and the definition is the quality or state of being real. Again, what does real mean? <laughs> just the way you said, it, I'm just all of being real. Yeah. I'm real. I'm real. Over, I'm real. I'm J Lo Jenny from the Bach Real. Remember when everybody was saying how real they were? Yes. Oh, I'm real. I'm so real. Like, I'm 100. You know, it was before. It was a prefix to 100. Oh, I give it to you 100. It was like, oh no, I'm real. I'm real. Like, well, yeah. Okay. Thank you for reminding me, but. We're all tangent. Real. Oh my gosh, 90s tangents. 90s tangents are always necessary. <laughs> so my brain was like, okay, so what does it mean to be real? And last week's episode, moving from being to doing, we'll definitely crack into what it means to be, but to crack into what it is to be real, that definition is having objective independent existence objective independent existent who okay mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so this is where it gets so it gets fishy almost it's like wait a second what do we do where do we go from here what it, this still is not telling me what the truth is because yeah. I feel the truth when we're trying to find the truth. It's how do I know I'm living in the truth? How do I know what is true? How do I know what to believe? So if we go back to reality for a second and we're thinking about what is reality, it's the quality or state of being real. I started to dig into what you were saying is perception. And you said we could go so deep into perception. We could talk about the red pill, the blue pill. Yeah. And just to dip our toes into it, I'll read the classic noun definition. Perception, the ability to see, hear, or become aware of something through the senses. However, the definition I really like was the psychology and zoology definition, which is mm -hmm. the neurophysiological processes, including memory, by which an organism becomes aware of and interprets external stimuli. I'll read that again. Yeah. Yeah, the yeah. neurophysiological processes, including memory by which an organism becomes aware of and interprets external stimuli. I like that definition because it's not, it's not, even though we are having a perception of a single moment, it is the built up memory and practice and patterns and experience that we've had before mm -hmm. meeting that moment that then builds and makes up the entire of that perception that we're gonna have on that moment. Yes, exactly. And that is why it's so counterintuitive and counterproductive for this push for the truth to be black and white because everyone has a different perception of reality. Therefore, everyone has a different truth. And this is where I wanted to go even further, is that there's always two sides to an experience, and both are equally valid. And so that's the truth of the truth, is that we're all experiencing different truths. And so there's never this one imminent truth for all of us as individuals. I want to know what you're going to say, because I, there's more I want to go into, but I want to know what that was. Yeah, well, I was just, I was going to interrupt and say to I think both of my parents honestly say there's your story, my story, and God's story type of thing. Mm -hmm. Like, and it comes up in culture with the third space and the, there's always this third 
option really. And so I think what you were talking about, and I think where you were getting is there's two sides to every coin, but I would say there's three. And also to Mm -hmm. say there's ridges on the sides and there's so much around it. Oh, I love that. That I will have an experience of a conversation. You'll have an experience of a conversation. And then there is the third, maybe someone else who is watching us is having an experience of that Mm -hmm. conversation. And then the ground beneath us is having an experience of that conversation and the bird above. Mm -hmm. There's a whole, there's so many other things that are moving around. And when you were talking about you know, there is no one singular truth for everybody because inherently truth is and reality does come from our perception of it. And because mm-hmm. no one person's perception or reality is ever going to be the exact same, then there inherently is no one single truth. Yes. Is that the TED Talk? That's is the that TED Talk. Works? You wrapped it up and put it up, cool. put a bow on it. No, exactly. Cool. Exactly. And I was never, never taught that as a child. Never taught that there was two, not even that there was two sides to a story. It was, there's only one right way to do things. So do it that way or you're doing it wrong. And as you dig into the truth and you practice actually following the truth, you realize that there has to be space for everyone's truth, but all are equally valid. And I think there is just this thought that I was having of, it's a practice to learn how to hold space for the fact that there's three sides to every situation. There's the ridges that you were saying, I loved the way that you explained that. There's two sides to every coin. There's then there's the flat side. And then everyone is experiencing so many different things of one particular moment. And so that's where this process of finding the truth and unlearning old, what may have been truths at that point, but unlearning those to become who you are in this moment and practicing holding the fact that the truth is different for everyone. And so I do, I did want to share this because in my research, I was trying to think of, okay, how do you describe your truth and what is it? And so I found this article on medium.com and it was just an opinion piece by this guy called... Tony Fakri. I'm not exactly sure how to pronounce his last name, but it is just a piece that is filled with this poetic enchanting way to define what your truth means. And definitely check it out in the episode notes below if you want to read what he has to say. But just one snippet that was in his article was, your truth is the essence of your spiritual nature. That is, once the mental facade has been transformed, the truth gives way to the light of your being. Okay. And so very poetic, very a little floofy, a little in your meditation, what you would experience of what the truth is. And I was really interested to read that because this is one one angle of the truth. But then I went further. And so this is where I think it's really funny is trying to find my new definition of the truth. I realized I was over complicating a definition of what the truth is. I was going, I was trying to go so deep. I was trying to get a definition like Tony and have this profound meaning of what does it mean to be the truth? And then after all my notes went on for days and then had this epiphany where I was like, wait a second, it's not about being healed. It's not about unlearning. It's not about knowing right from wrong. It's not about trying to achieve this ideal expectation and have this written rule book of what the truth is and what it, what to believe in and mm-hmm. what's right and what's wrong. Mm-hmm. And my new definition of the truth is what I'm experiencing 
in this present moment. Yeah. And that's it. That's <laughs> and that's fucking it. That's well fucking that's it. what you were going with before is knowing that we all inherently have different perceptions of reality. You can never expect, or you can, you can try. It's going to probably drive you crazy, but it would, ex- when you think from that lens, it makes so much less sense that someone's truth would be exactly the same as yours. You know, mm-hmm. it would, I think already you give so much more freedom and that's where it goes when you keep letting go and keep letting go and keep letting go and be okay, wait, I hold my truth. I'm the only holder of this specific truth that is so particular and and unique to me. Okay, well then truth must be how I feel. Okay, well truth must be how I feel knowing we have the power and the only power is the present moment. Truth must be how I feel in this present moment, Mm -hmm. aka also knowing that my perception, my experiences are building up how I'm seeing this present moment. But for me, how I am seeing it, how I am experiencing, this is true for me. And I just want to shout out, I've had, unfortunately, many experiences this past week where I realized how dangerous and the true critical importance of knowing your own truth and being so protective of, I don't want to say protective of your truth in in the way that you won't listen to any others, any others experiences, Mm. but I mean protective in the truth when people are trying to invalidate yours. Honoring, making sure you honor your truth. Honoring your truth, because that's where the gaslighting that can happen when Mm -hmm. someone not just says, oh, that didn't happen, but your experience, how you perceive that event doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. That is where it gets really dangerous. And of course we can see this on both sides, but at the end of the day, everybody wants to be understood and validated for their experience that they're having absolutely so i i just say that to to be another note or just Mm -hmm. a reminder for anybody else put your boundaries up have that and spend more time trusting and cultivating and getting really clear and honest about your truth and that is more easily done when you are standing up for it and when people when anybody tries to gaslight you out of your own experience or what you might have gone through gracefully namaste bow and then run the fuck out yes i love that you brought that up because that's where i touched on it earlier to bring it back to this moment that i knew we'd get to the difference between the truth and your truth there should be no deviation your truth is the truth and so Mm. i wanted to end on okay how can we start to find our truth and i loved i found an article on mind body green by this woman lauren stahl which is, I think the, yeah, the, it's the seven signs you're living your truth. And I loved, I wanted to leave with my takeaways of these indications of what happens when you're, when you are following and honoring your truth. And you touched on it is how to find your truth. You follow your emotions, how you feel Mm -hmm. in the present moment is one of the easiest indicators to know what's happening in the present moment. Right. And so when you start with your emotions and then you could even go deeper and start to ask your emotions, why am I feeling this way? You'll be able to, again, if our new definition of the truth or from me anyways, is what I'm experiencing in the present moment. All I have to do is focus on how I feel. And that is going to tell me what I'm experiencing in this present moment. I'm going to, again, interject because this mm-hmm. is going to be something that we actually talk about in an upcoming Redefining on Courage 
I just want to express that again with the temperance that you can hold things to be true and also hold that you want to detach from that being your truth in the future or detach from that being your story. So Mm -hmm. we say, we say this, especially when it comes to emotions is, and this is where we talk about getting brutally fucking honest with yourself is I feel step number one of any type of growth or development or whatever of just Mm -hmm. sanity is being really honest with yourself. And, and that is how you honor your truth. Even if you're at a spot where you can honestly say that you are very anxious in the morning, you can honor that that might be truth or that you might be feeling those things, feeling scared, feeling anxious, feeling depressed now. You can honor that. And I think that is the first step of saying that is my truth right now is that I'm, I'm experiencing these feelings and it is true that this is something I might want to change so that this, it's not always my truth, that it's not always my reality. No, and see, that's the thing though, is that if we are, and I'm, I'm agreeing with you while I'm saying that was, that was aggressive because I'm, no, wait, I am agreeing <laughs> with you, is the fact no. that if the truth is what I'm experiencing in the present moment, we have a lifetime of present moments. Present moments. So it's finding your truth is not, it's not a day long process. It's not a month long process. It isn't a year long process. It isn't a five year, 10 year plan. It is a lifetime moment to moment practice of asking yourself. And you were saying too, it's the present moment is accumulation of all we've experienced before and all we're desiring for the future. The present moment is the past and the future. Go listen to our time episode. We touch on this. <laughs> I was going to say, I was, y'all listen to the time episode because I'm about to say the past even doesn't exist. It's yes, all in our memory all... system. I'm just going to put that out there. We're a culmination of our past experiences and the present moment is constantly changing and evolving. And so we're always learning. We're always being wounded, which means we're always needing to unlearn and always needing to heal. And the more unlearning and realigning and healing we do, the easier it becomes to keep up with this unlearning and this rehealing and the process of living life and living in the truth and finding your truth. And so that is, I love that you gave that reminder because it's, it's not this one and done, know your truth, how you're feeling right now is how you're going to feel forever. It is knowing it's, that it's a process. It's a journey. It's a journey. It's exactly. A process. And I think uh, I will, I promise I will let you get to the rest of these seven tips. No, um, no, no, no. This is but, all that I wanted to get into. So, <laughs> but I do want to say and honor that the reason we find such importance in taking the time to redefine again, just have a conversation about truth is because we, or I can speak for myself, but I'm sure Nicole as well is like, yeah, we have com- yep. <laughs> yeah, we, we have compassion for wanting to reach and grab onto one, you, you believe statue and stone of truth that you can continuously hold on to, that you can stay anchored in. And you can say, I can go back to that because it's our security. It's our need for comfort. It's the root chakra of us wanting to be able to say, I can trust this for the rest of my life and it's never going to change. and It's never going to waver. And that's so cute. And that's so amazing and adorable. adorable of us. But that's not life. Change ain't, is ain't constant. Gonna happen. <laughs> Time is constant, as is reality, as is truth. So I believe that can, again, feel very airy and feel very unattached and untethered. But also... If, you know, when you switch and when you learn to move with that energy, you're also flying in that. That's also a wealth of possibility. That's also, you're able to drift in and out into anywhere you you need because you are unattached mm-hmm. to that. So 
Exactly. I think I think for everybody doing their own discovery of what truth means to them, what their truth, all of this stuff, because again, this is a starting of a conversation and a starting of a reflection for all of the listeners, we hope. And so I just want to put that out there that we are consciously moving from this and it does feel, it can feel a little scary to be like, wait, I can't trust nobody's truth. I can't trust anything. Now I just have to rely on me and blah. Yeah, but again, once you realize that relying on and honoring your own truth, that is that rock, that is that stone, that that is that assurance that we can always come back to. It's just moving, it's moving your ropes, moving your tethers back inside rather than trying to go to the external to, to latch on to someone else's truth. So, exactly. Okay. No, and that brings us that brings us right into what is the benefit of living in these truths and that I feel the article from Lauren Stahl, Seven Signs You're Living Your Truth. What I took away from it was the benefits of living your truth are these mm-hmm. seven things. It's one, you feel grounded balanced understanding and accepting when you're in your truth you feel grounded as fuck (laughs) yeah you feel complete you're not in search of something else completing you third one your main source of validation is from yourself it is not bingo external Mm -hmm. your main source of validation that's not to say that you can't receive external validation Exactly. It's not just yourself, but your main source of validation is coming from within. It's coming from you. Fourth one, you don't rely on other people to make you feel good or give you permission. So you are the one who makes you feel good and other people add to your experiences. Fifth one, you're honest about what you are experiencing with others. So you're not afraid to tell your truth. You're not afraid to be like, wait, I don't agree with this. Wait, I'm experiencing this. Wait, you're not afraid to be honest about your truth when you're living your truth. Six one, you understand that everyone's experience is their own and you don't, you no longer take things personally. Right. That is a benefit girl. That is a benefit. benefit. Huge benefit. Oh, I will, I will say from experience, if, there was just a conversation I had this past week where I know, I so clearly know, not even a year ago, I would have been a ball of nothingness after because I would have taken that person's feelings mm-hmm. and perceptions as fact. And I would take it so personally, a personal attack. And I walked away from that being like, I love you more. I'm praying for you, mm-hmm. hoping all the best, but that's not my truth. And I don't have to take it personally at all. And that is a benefit. I Huge. That type of maturity, it's like, wow, mm-hmm. that just saved me three days of self-loathing. <laughs> yes, <laughs> like, seriously. And that's why, that's why I said these seven tips that you're living in your truth. I was like, these are actually the benefits of living in your truth. Because yeah, yeah. We have learned from experience. I know both you and I have learned that because I was reading these and I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Girl, are, yeah. This is what happens when you live in your truth. I've done it. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> and so the last one, which we have also touched on in past episodes, which is also such a big benefit, is you understand your abundant, innate, and inherent value and worth. <laughs> why that? I don't know why that was the I, like, button felt song or tone. I let you finish. I was like that. <laughs> Oh my god, maybe I just need to watch Kill Bill, but that was just the song that came, the tune that came to my mind with that. Okay, sure. That's my truth. Okay. I will say though, yes. Okay, I do want to 
accentuate this last one because you mm-hmm. understand your abundant, innate, and inherent value and worth. Ding, ding, ding. Yes, yes, yes. Please, again, if you haven't listened, go back to our deserving episode that turned into our worthiness episode, right? <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I keep forgetting the title of it. I know. It, it just goes back to this so much. And I do, because I made the joke of that's my truth. I do, again, temperance. Let's find the balance of it. I think you can stand, I believe, and I know you can stand very firmly in your truth. And that can be a helpful source to others and not something that I want to say should. Honestly, my, my truth, my truth is that I know you can stand in your own truth and that will not cause inherent harm to someone else. Mm. And I feel for me, if my truth has anything to do with specifically inflicting pain or wishing ill will or impacting anybody's life negatively, that's where I start to investigate. Is that really my truth in this present moment? Mm -hmm. Is that what I truly want my truth to be? Since I do have, you know, I do have a say in what I perceive and what I'm choosing to, if I want to keep this truth in the future. And so I will say, just a disclaimer, no, this is not an excuse for you to babble all your bullshit and harmful fucking rhetoric and then be like sorry that's just my truth well you know what that absolutely can be your if that's your truth it's not first of all asshole it's not cute and second of all it's not it's not a free pass to be an ass how about Mm -hmm. that yeah this episode is not a free pass your truth is not a free pass to be an ass okay so if truly i think that's going to be on a mug just for me i might just get that for one mug for me but yeah. You know what I say, that could be a whole other episode, but just we were screaming from the rooftops, don't hide behind your spirituality and use it as an excuse to not be active and not be in this earth and creating change. Don't use your own truth as an excuse to seek harm or to invalidate someone else's truth. Absolutely. That's what I will say about Absolutely. that. So just wanted to end on that. But I do love mm-hmm. all of those incredible benefits of living in your truth and I totally know from experiencing the times, because again, it's a Mm -hmm. lifelong practice, but the times we are living in our truth. I know me and Nicole have specific examples of, yes, oh, I felt that. And yes, Mm -hmm. I feel complete. My main source of validation, my main source is from myself. But girl, again, I'm a fire sign. I need others. (laughs) I need some other validation, right? But the main source. So yes, I love Mm -hmm. all of this so much. Oh, this is so good. And it is, I think... It, it was a good idea for you to say, to end on that I, disclaimer, <laughs> because this yeah. is such a huge topic and it's not just a topic, but it is a practice. And so this conversation, practice. we could go on for hours to really dig into it. This isn't an excuse to be an asshole and what happens when your truth conflicts with others and what happens when your truth possibly does harm others. It is, it's a practice. And that will be maybe another episode. Exactly. For this now, is, this I was, think dipping our toes, <laughs> Dip, yeah. maybe maybe our whole thigh, you know. We got into a Ooh. lot here today. <laughs> dipping just, our whole thigh. Just one Just thigh. our thigh. Just one. Just dipping one thigh into the water. <laughs> one little thigh. I, I do, yeah, I do think that could be another episode, but I do think it's important to start with identifying our truth. And from there, then we can talk about, you know, how to wield that incredible power. Mm, how to wield in a, your in truth. a... Yeah, how to wield your truth in a responsible, yes, but really just a careful 
way and a truly dynamic and healing way. Susta- yeah. And a sustainable, sustainable way. Just, Absolutely. Off today. Sustainable for sure. Ooh, okay. This was mm-hmm. incredible. Thank was you, so Nicole, good. for bringing so much of Thank the definitions you. and the the outside opinions, but also your own experience. This was so fun to dig in with you today. I really hope the listeners also dig into this. Please share with us what. Yes, let us know what this brings up because this is this is one of those. I feel it's hot topic. (laughs) Hot topic. I haven't thought about hot topic. Gosh, 90s again. Shade on hot topic. I hope there's. I hope there's still this. I don't know, girl. I don't know. But like, let's be honest. So I have no idea. Hot topic was the peak was late 90s, early 2000s. If we're being honest with everybody. So right. let us know if you know if hot topic is still a thing. The More importantly, your tr- is also your truth a hot topic. Your, your truth is really important and all, but we want to know about the hot topic, which is hot topic. So if you have any in experience on that or information on that, please let us know. But also, yes, please be kind with uh, yourself when investigating and exploring this definition and redefinition for yourself. And we thank you so much again for being on the other side of this conversation. And if you're enjoying more of these conversations and want more things to consciously consider, please join us over at our Patreon. We have bonus episodes. We always do bonus for redefining. So you have more of those short but packed topics there. We're actually going to be investigating courage on the Patreon next week, which I'm fucking lit about. And (laughs) we are going to be starting our book club soon. There's been so many incredible books and authors that we want to mm-hmm. learn from and, and celebrate. Like so we're, I love reading a good book and, talk and then about. talking about it with somebody else who's also read it so that you can get even more from the book that you didn't think you could get more from. Yeah. And talking through it. And, and a lot of these texts, we are going to be prioritizing, you know, female authors, BIPOC, Absolutely. queer, we're looking at, you know, anti-racism, allyship text. So yeah, it's going to be a big mix. And so if you like, you know, these conversations that we're having about these dense topics, definitely check out our Patreon. We're super excited to start the book club soon. Nicole's always putting incredible meditations on there. And yeah, some fun behind the scenes, a recent one of Nicole's. Such a good story. It's literally titled, y'all, it's titled Tales of the Raccoon, and that's all I'm going to leave you with. So yeah, it's all on the Patreon, but we love you all so much. We hope you all have an incredible rest of your day, week, month, wherever you are, and just thank you all for the love. Yes, thank you so much. Love you guys. Find your truth. Honor your truth. We love you. That's it. (laughs) That's it. Bye, guys. (laughs) 